welcome to NSTA, The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director. Pleased today to be joined by Sean McGlinchey. He's Vice President of Risk Management at Kraft School Bus. He's also the new president of the Pennsylvania School Bus Association. So, Sean, welcome to your maiden voyage at NSTA, The Bus Stop. Thanks, Kurt, for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Listen, Sean, before we get you know, started with, with our questions, I always find it interesting to look into you know, the background of our many guests and see you know, how they kind of got involved with student transportation. And actually, this is one of the areas that I really like about doing NSTA, the bus stop, because everybody has different entry points into student transportation, and some are very unique. So I'd love to hear about you know, how you got involved with student transportation. Sure, sure. So I joined Kraft in 2010, and I worked for a company called Harleysville Insurance before that. So I was in insurance, and people say, how to end up in student you know, transportation? So Harleysville Insurance, a guy named Walt Bateman, great guy, he was the CEO there, had actually played golf with Dallas Kraft, who's one of our owners here. And after they finished 18 holes, Harleysville became the insurance company for the PSBA membership, I guess, providing the whole insurance program. So he connected me with the Kraft family. I worked with them as a client through the Harleysville program and other PSBA members. And then in 2010, I joined them. And now I head up their safety and training team and really oversee all the risk management programs for Kraft Bus. Yeah, and I can tell that, you know, kind of safety is in your own kind of personal DNA from a few of the presentations that I uh, saw you you know, have it, you know, New Jersey and Pennsylvania School Bus Association. So while people would say, you know, your your background is somewhat unique, I think, you know, you know, in, in terms of transferable skills, it makes to me it makes complete and total sense, you know, your background and aligning that with student transportation. Yeah, I think so. I really do. I think I'm a fit here and I think I'm a fit with the folks at the PSBA as well. So let's let's talk about PSBA. You were recently sworn in as uh, president of the association. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about PSBA and then your role as president? Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity on that. I'm really grateful. I'm the 21st president for the organization. The PSBA was founded in 1980. We, we consist of about 300 school bus transportation contractors and industry partners throughout the Commonwealth. Uh, on a given day, our membership is moving about 1.5 million students to start their school day. And that includes about 300,000 special needs students as well, as which we refer to as exceptional learners who are attending specialized programs that we get them to those programs. Most of our membership is a multi-generation family-run business. That's no different here at Kraft. We're at the third generation is actually heading up this organization now. And primarily, our mission is to provide programs education opportunities and services to what we call promoting the highest degree of safe transportation for school children. I am fortunate that in my role as the president to work with a terrific membership and a terrific board of directors. A lot of folks that have mentored me, actually, particularly our committee chairs, are really the folks I focus on. And that's the work engine of the PSBA. My role as the president is to pretty much help them get across what they want to get done because they're smart people. I kind of do what a Ronald Reagan did, surround yourself with smart people, and then kind of get out of their way. 
So that's my role as a president. I've worked my way through the chairs and the other officer slots, and I've just got terrific people to work with for this organization. Yeah, and you, you mentioned you know working through a, a group of great uh, folks. I was fortunate enough to attend your conference in late June. There was a lot of great energy, and I understand it was your first live event in a couple years. What are your reflections about the PSBA conference and then getting back for you folks to live meetings after a hiatus? Well, you, you hit it, Kurt. The energy. We had over 460 people attend our convention. We had 21 key workshops. We had one-day workshop for mechanics. And overall, people want to get back. They want to interact. They share what I call best practices. I always love to tell the story. There's We had a breakout work session with a superintendent that led it. He's a former superintendent. And the one person from up in the north part of the state, she runs 12 buses. And she had such a great idea of just a simple thing working with the church and getting their drivers licensed. So in turn, when they're driving the church bus, they then also can drive her school bus. What a great idea. Never thought of that. So it was great to be back together. Yeah, that's a a great idea. As As you mentioned, one of the things that you know, we had the opportunity to talk about was H.R. 15, something that Pennsylvania legislature did last year in response to the state's driver shortage. Now, you served on that advisory committee. Can you talk about your, your role on the committee? Yeah. So my role in that committee was to be the PSBA representative. I worked along with eight other committee members, and we put in about a year's worth of work. And the other members represented school districts, Department of Education, Department of Transportation, and we put together a comprehensive analysis of the current bus driver shortage in the Commonwealth, which is no different throughout the the rest of the nation as well. And we did four comprehensive surveys, and we really dug deep on this to get where the answers needed to be from the people. And then in turn, we put together a, a final report that has some pretty good data for the legislators to look at. So it was a great working group, a great, what I call our public-private partnership with the folks that oversee us. Yeah, and I I know that uh, survey, I spoke about it a little bit in my remarks to the group, had some really interesting takeaways. What what do you view or what, what do you think were some of the key takeaways from the study? So the overall takeaway was the uh, opening up the opportunity to work with the Department of Education. The Department of Education has got some great people there, Dr. David Bulkman particularly, and we've always had as an, as an association a great working relationship with PennDOT. This now is now part of the relationship we have with the Department of Education as well. And we focused on what it does to make a quality driver. And part of that is sitting there giving them the skills on student management. So the cameras, mid-cameras was one of the recommendations, mid-cabin cameras to be exact. And that's a regulation that both PennDOT as well as the Department of Education are moving forward as a recommendation for us. The other one, which is more of a national thing, and I know you guys at NSTA are behind, is to get what we call the school bus only CDL. We feel that aligns what I call the testing requirements that are needed. And it also is a barrier right now to get someone in that seat because of some of the what I call not antiquated, but not necessary requirements of checking under the hood to be a school bus driver. 
Yeah, and that's a great point. And then also one thing that we've mentioned at NSTA is the actual physical act of actually lifting that hood isn't for everyone, especially if you look at, I think the study said that more than 50% of the driver pool in Pennsylvania was 55 or older. Did I get that right, Sean? You got that right. It's older. They're they're not somewhat mechanically inclined, but they're terrific people with the children, with the administration and the parents. And that's who you want driving the bus. You know, most of our members and even not our members of the school districts that operate their own buses in the Commonwealth, they're not transporting more than 20, 25 minutes away from their repair you know, depot. They can send a mechanic if there's a breakdown. Keep in mind, these school buses are inspected twice a year. There's a real high standard of care for the vehicles. Most of these owner operators are doing their own work on them. So it's not necessary to get that hood popped to look at something when you can also have someone like a driver who needs a couple extra hours who can look under the hood between runs and who's got it mechanically inclined, and we call them a vehicle maintenance assistant here, and they check the fluids and check the belts and even check the air pressure. So yes, it's an older group, and it's not necessarily the group that needs to be doing the mechanical work that the under the hood is requiring. Yeah, great, great point. Um, So as you may know, in August, we typically at NSDA, the bus stop, focus on the driver shortage. And that's kind of why we're talking about HR 15 and then the under the hood exemption request that NSTA is put forth to FMCSA. Let me ask you right now, anecdotally, because we really, I guess, haven't gotten back to school. What do you think the status of the driver shortage is in Pennsylvania right now? Well, like the rest of the nation, we're tight for drivers here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Um, that you know, there's no secret there. No one has silver bullet for it. Although I think eliminating the underhood will help with that. And we're returning to normal times. You know, this post-COVID now, we there's a little bit more pressure to fill the seats. We're encouraged here at Craft. We have a slight uptick in our training pipeline the last couple of weeks, which is a good sign. But we still have a work cut out here to get drivers in the seat in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, and I think that probably will be a situation that you'll see nationwide, although there will be some pockets that are more distressed than other areas, is my prediction. One other question for you, Sean, uh, in in terms of um, strategies, one thing that's bubbled up too is ELDT, entry-level driver training, and how that can potentially be an impediment to getting candidates through the system. I know it was just implemented in February. Have you seen some difficulties with the fact that ELDT isn't completely aligned with the responsibilities of a school bus driver and perhaps some confusion, perhaps some people more reluctant to you know, go through this kind of training knowing that they're not going to utilize some of it? They're just solely a school bus driver? Uh, to a point, but let me let me give kudos where kudos does need to be going to. The, the PSBA saw this coming back when it was, you know, if you recall, ELDT was actually supposed to come out in February of 2020, and then it got delayed for two years. We then turned around as an organization, the PSBA, started working with PennDOT to rewrite the driver manual. The school bus driver manual is known as Pub 117. And people like Beverly Peppernick got involved early on. She's our training manager here at Kraft and actually served on that advisory committee and aligned the training with the ELDT. 
Additionally, the PSBA did a couple workshops. We had we had 93 people in the cold part of January, all the way up to mm. State College, gave up a Saturday to come sit through a workshop that we led. So we were fortunate. Yeah, there's some unnecessary things that are in there, but we're working closely with PennDOT to eliminate that confusion around that. I will tell you, in one of our other states that we operate, it's not going as smooth. The mm-hmm. state did not partner with that particular contractor association there. Again, it's not Pennsylvania. And we're having some heartache right now. And their association is really feeling the pain and the pinch to get drivers. So it's been mixed, the LDT. We've had good results here in PA and even in in New Jersey. Yeah, and that's, you know, good to hear for sure. Um, I guess the other thing is that comes to mind is the fact that you're engaging a lot with you know, PennDOT, and I think folks sometimes don't appreciate the level uh, of engagement when we talk about advocacy that you'll have with regulators. And so here you've, you know, kind of ticked off in this, you know, 15, 20 minute conversation, a couple, three areas where you're engaging with regulators. And, and I think you're in a great position, Sean, to talk to the listeners about how you developing those relationships with regulators can pay you back in spades when you really need it. Yeah. So one of, one of the things you want to do is get with those folks and understand what their pain points are. So we have a great relationship through the PSBA with Kara Templeton. She is actually the director over there at the Bureau of Driver Licensing for PennDOT. And this started a long time ago uh, with Laura Krull. It was ironic. Laura was on the PennDOT side and her husband, Bob, was heading up the state police. And Together to the PSBA, they said, why don't we get together and start talking through what we can consider issues with pupil transportation? And that started what is called the stakeholder meeting, which is a quarterly meeting with all the regulatory and all the associations that move kids. And in turn, we find out what they're up against. They find out what we're up against. They were very cooperative in the whole joint state government study, the HR 15. And then that also, I give them this all the time. I say, look, if our members are yelling at you or your staff, I want my cell phone to ring because you don't necessarily need that kind of yelling. So, no, right. Good point. <clears throat> because, you know, folks, and we all know, sometimes have a visceral reaction to things where in, in certain cases, it could just merely be an oversight. And so I think a lot of the work we do at NSTA has been in the area of just educating our policymakers on school bus operations. We see it a lot with, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but maybe I'll have you on later talking about electric school buses, but we've done a lot of educating about student transportation operations where regulators weren't necessarily knowledgeable. So we, we have to take that opportunity to you know empathize with them and then also give them the background so they can make decisions. Yeah, I think our listeners who are listening to this podcast, they need to engage their elected officials, get them out to see what they do, okay? A lot of them, the last time they were on a bus is when they left school. And it's it's remarkable when they get on, they realize what it takes to be a driver. They then become your advocates as well. Yeah, for sure. Sean, this has been you know great information. Anything left in terms of strategies or things that you're trying to do at the PSBA level or a craft to help alleviate the driver shortage? So, you know, again, we streamline the ELDT as best as possible. So I always ask people, please do that. I think work with your state association, you know, again, the committees that 
work at the PSB are the ones that make these things happen. The other thing is also have open communications with the people that are regulating on this. And perhaps, you know, next time you and I talk, Kurt, Pennsylvania will be adopting what we call a school bus only CDL. Yeah, from your lips to God's ears. Once again, Sean McGlinchey, he's vice president of risk management over at the Craft School Bus. He is also the president of the Pennsylvania School Bus Association. Sean, thanks so much for taking a few minutes out of your schedule to meet with us at NSDA, the bus stop. And, you know, good luck with uh, all the great things you're doing in PA. All right. All right. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks for the opportunity. We'll talk soon.